Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 164 is entitled Faith and Democracy. The three levels of faith are Faith in self, faith in others, faith in God. In a democracy, for man's liberty to flourish, the government must provide an environment for all three levels of faith to flourish. The reason is simple. A democracy is built on self-reliance. We are all God's children, and God gives His gifts generously. One reason God distributes His gifts evenly throughout the world is so that we can help each other. All good gifts are from God. All truth comes from God. And only the truth can make us free. Democracy, like a three-legged stool, is rendered useless if even one leg of the three levels of faith is crippled, broken, diminished, or removed. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Ephesians 4.13 When one thinks of faith, one naturally thinks of faith in God. Christians think of faith in Christ as the greatest, most indispensable part of one's life, which is itself an act of faith. But here's the great paradox of religion. When one asks which level of faith can one ignore in the temporal world and still get rich in the temporal world, egocentric faith, self, ectocentric faith, others, or theocentric faith, God, It is, paradoxically, by design, theocentric faith, and therein lies the great difference among the three types of faith. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. John 17, 3. Theocentric faith alone produces profits. Ultimately, Christianity will prevail, and everyone will have to bow to Christ. Only those who can look him in the eye will be happy about that. Of the three levels of faith, egocentric, ectocentric, and theocentric, only theocentric encompasses all faith. The power of God is unlimited, and faith in God, the primary law of agency, gives us access to God's power. Egocentric faith may bring about great riches. Ectocentric faith may bring about astonishing results. But only theocentric faith can bring about miracles. As the cart must follow the horse, miracles must follow faith. Neither the cart nor the miracle is self-propelled. The laws of God, however, are boundless. And faith gives us access to the power of God's laws. That is when miracles occur. The law of faith requires an invisible God. For faith to develop, Adam and Eve had to leave the Garden of Eden. Even when Christ is cut out of the equation, egocentric faith and ectocentric faith are sufficient to thrive in a temporal world. If it were otherwise, we would all serve God for money. We would be good for the sake of profit as children threatened by Santa Claus. And we would not develop faith in God. That is the message given to Malachi in the following stanza. Your words have been stout against me, saith the Lord, yet ye say, What have we spoken so much against thee? Ye have said, It is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept his ordinances, and that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? And now we call the proud happy, 
Yea, they that work wickedness are set up. Yea, they that tempt God are even delivered. Then they that feared the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord, and that thought upon his name. And they shall be mine, saith the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels. And I will spare them, as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. Then shall ye return and discern between the righteous and the wicked, between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. Malachi 3.13-18 The immeasurable spiritual blessings of theocentric faith are not the issue. The issue is, can one have gifts, genius, wealth, security, health, friends, success, enjoyment, family, power, position, fame, talent, skills, experience, prosperity, etc., without keeping the commandments of God and increasing faith? The answer is yes, in abundance. Babylon is proof. The images that describe Babylon are worldly wealth. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of abominations and filthiness of her fornication. And upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and abominations of the earth. Revelation 17, 4-5 Many of the world's wealthiest persons and many noted scientists, scholars, writers, and other persons of fame and power do not believe in God. If belief in God were necessary for fame, wealth, health, pleasure, prosperity, skills, talents, or other kinds of success, faith would have a price tag, and we would buy it off the shelf. Note the wording. I did not say without God. I said without belief in God. A well-balanced person will have faith in self, faith in others, and faith in God. But as Paul, comparing faith, hope, and charity, said, the greatest of these is charity. So it is with the three levels of faith. Of egocentric faith, ectocentric faith, and theocentric faith, the greatest of these is theocentric faith. However, although charity is greater than faith and hope, does that mean that we do not need faith and hope? On the contrary, faith is one of the first principles of the gospel, and everything begins with faith in Christ. And hope is the first gift of faith that we may have eternal life with Christ. So it is with faith in self, faith in others, and faith in Christ. Though faith in Christ is greatest, without faith in self and faith in others, we cannot have a democratic republic. A democratic republic relies upon three things. Number one, the law of liberty. The law of liberty, also known as the Ten Commandments, defines the commandments of God necessary for liberty. That requires faith in God. A republic cannot stand if the majority of people do not keep the laws of God. Common sense will tell you why. In addition to losing the blessings of God, we will become a police state because where people do not voluntarily obey the law, they must be coerced or chaos will reign in the streets and the law of the jungle will prevail. Number two, self-reliance or faith in self. What would happen to our republic if everyone relied upon the state? It turns to Marxism, communism, socialism, or some other dictatorship. One of the greatest threats to our democracy today is that government is growing bigger and bigger and more and more intrusive in our lives. We are surviving by entitlements. 
The former President Obama is still the leader of the left. In President Obama's first inaugural address, he said, The question we ask today is not whether our government is too big or too small, but whether it works. If that doesn't send chills down the spine of anyone who loves liberty, they haven't understood it. Mr. Obama defines what he means. His preface to that remark was this. What the cynics fail to understand is that the ground has shifted beneath them, that the state political arguments that have consumed us for so long no longer apply. When he made that statement, did you ask what he meant by it? When he said, the state political arguments that have consumed us for so long no longer apply? He means the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence no longer apply. That is also what he meant when he said that the ground has shifted beneath them. Tragically, he is right. The ground has shifted toward Marxism, communism, and socialism, and it went unnoticed. That is, until Joe Biden became president. The left would vehemently deny that is what he meant. But we have Mr. Obama's own words clarifying what he meant. He clearly defined the left's progressive move toward socialism. In his first inaugural address, he continues with this definition. Nor is the question before us whether the market is a force for good or ill. The power to generate wealth and expand freedom is unmatched. But this crisis has reminded us that without a watchful eye, the market can spin out of control. The nation cannot prosper long when it favors only the prosperous. The success of our economy has always depended not just on the size of our gross domestic product, but on the reach of our prosperity, on the ability to extend opportunity to every willing heart, not out of charity, but because it is the surest route to our common good. What do you think without a watchful eye means? The watchful eye of the government, the same government which he said. The question we ask today is not whether our government is too big or too small, but whether it works. Without the watchful eye of Big Brother, Mr. Obama warns. The market can spin out of control. Then he adds. The nation cannot prosper long when it favors only the prosperous. So much for self-reliance. Our economy has always depended upon the prosperous. In another speech, Mr. Obama said he favored redistribution of wealth. Is it becoming clear now? Did we really need Joe Biden to show us what Mr. Obama, his mentor, meant? Well, did the ancient prophet say, If you sow the wind, you will reap the whirlwind. We are reaping the whirlwind. Can you afford groceries? Can you afford gas? Can you afford rent? Can you afford to buy a house? During the brief interlude of the conservative administration, we became energy independent and gas was below $2. Now, as the pipelines are closed, regulations tightened, and government has grown bigger, gas prices have remained above $5 a gallon and climbing and diesel is worse, driving food prices higher and higher. Most Americans are on a fixed income. How long can we survive sustained inflation? Who benefits from inflation? Mostly those who claim that. The question we ask today is not whether our government is too big or too small, but whether it works. Many in our government are becoming millionaires miraculously on government salaries. Inflation punishes the middle class and self-reliant as the government bribes the poor for votes. What is the common good? Closing the pipelines, is that common good? 
opening our borders? Is that the common good? Recession, runaway inflation, using government agencies to persecute dissenters? Is that the common good? Destroying voter ID, voter fraud, increasing handouts and entitlements? Is that the common good? Forgiving student debt, allowing illegal immigrants to vote, defunding the police, encouraging riots? Is that the common good? Looting, burning, destroying monuments, destroying small business? The list grows longer daily. Number three, faith in others. America works because of the old Yankee ingenuity. Formerly, people rose to the occasion. Necessity became the mother of invention, they say. People saw a need and filled it. Low regulations, free enterprise, less government control, allowing the free market to correct itself, encouraging non-government businesses to provide jobs and keep the economy going. Faith in others is a necessary ingredient to our democratic republic. The government needs to grow smaller. States' rights must be upheld. Let me conclude this podcast by repeating that our democratic republic depends on faith in God, faith in self, and faith in others, not faith in government. That is where totalitarianism begins and democracy ends. Mr. Obama's statement, The question we ask today is not whether our government is too big or too small, but whether it works, is the beginning of socialism, the beginning of communism, the beginning of Marxism, the beginning of totalitarianism, the beginning of the end of our democratic republic. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.